And that's what I want people to hear from this. It doesn't matter where you are in a company. You could be the warehouse guy that sweeps the floor. Mm-hmm. You have the opportunity to set a standard. I'm going to sweep this floor the best possible way that I can. Yeah. Right. Maybe you're packing boxes at a company. I'm going to pack these boxes the best perfect way every single time. It's not up to Andy to come tell me how to do this. It's up to right. me yeah. to set the standard. And you know what's going to happen is if I'm setting the if I'm setting that standard, I'm I'm packing the boxes perfectly, my teammate Tyler's going to see that. Right. He's going to start holding himself to a higher standard. And then uh Darren's going to do the same thing. Right? right? So it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, don't leave it up to the boss to be setting this standard. So your boys here just got back from the Darren Woodson show field trip number two. And we're not here just to say, hey, we had this fun trip. We're going to talk about our trip uh, because this trip was was different. Uh, we had expectations uh, that we're hoping for. And we're really excited. It was a really great opportunity. But the lessons I think that we learned while there were incredible and it was something that we just we just felt like we needed to share today. Uh, so by the time this airs, it would have been about a week and a half yeah. ago that we went up to uh, St. Louis, Missouri, uh, and visited the First Form headquarters. If you follow First Form at all anywhere on social media, or Andy Frisella, or Sal Frisella, it's probably a better phrase. If you, who doesn't follow First that's, Form, that's <laughs> you've seen posts about this headquarters. And you've seen how incredible it is in the gym. Um, I mean, Tia, is she did a whole deal, and, uh, and we're going to have her on here coming soon about the, the weight room and the locker room. And, it, and it's incredible to look yeah. at from a social media perspective. But what you can't grasp through your phone or on your computer is the amount of detail that they've put into that, the amount of blood, sweat, and tears that it's taken Andy to build that over 20 years. And then the standard yeah. that they hold not only that building to, but their employees, their family, anybody that comes through there, it is, is absolutely next level. So today we're going to talk through some of the lessons that we learned. We had a blast getting on, on Real AF, uh, talking with that crew. We had a great yeah. time. I mean, obviously, highlight was Big Reg. I mean, Big Reg. Big Reg. <laughs> man, I feel so bad, man. To this day, I'm, I feel so walk bad. Walk us through the whole story. All right. We're, so, we're, walk us through this one scenario, and then we'll get back to the, the deal. Okay, so when we arrived at First Form, um, Andy didn't greet us. Uh, DJ mm-hmm. walked up, and DJ is Andy Frisella's, uh security, bodyguard security, yeah. however you want to call it. But he took us on a tour. So he met us at the front. Got us all checked in, and then he led us on a tour around the entire facility. This and took us like an hour, yeah, over an hour. A, about, over an hour, and it was probably the best tour I've ever had, man. He in-depth, mm-hmm. like, talked about, you know, the structure and, the, you know, the construction and how long the building had been up and walked us through the whole process and the locker room and every little bit. I mean, he gave us you know, as much historical value as you could give uh, anyone. Which we didn't know that he was Andy's security, yes. private security until the very end of the a- tour. Exactly. I we, thought he was a first form employee. I thought so as well. So uh, 
We go through this whole tour. I'll just cut through it. We go through this whole tour, and we again we spend an hour and some, maybe hour and some change with DJ, and we get on the show, and <laughs> and we're talking on the show, and Andy's well, talk on, about the bathroom <laughs> that you meant to, <laughs> what you meant to ask. <laughs> okay, so before we walk in to do the studio to the podcast, before we walk in there, I want to I go to the bathroom. And I'm in there, and I'm like, damn, I can't remember. Is it? I can't remember his name. I kept on thinking. I thought in my mind it was DJ, and I was like, no, it's Reggie. I'm pretty sure it's Reggie. So Tyler is freaking phenomenal with names. So Tyler's walking into the restroom. I'm walking out, and I meant to ask Ty. I was like, hey, Ty, it's Reggie, right? But I was going to ask him, and then uh, DJ (laughs) was actually behind Tyler. So I couldn't ask, and I was like, oh, shit, well. I'm I'm good. It's Reggie. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, Re- sure. it's Reggie. It's so Reggie. we go in. So we go into the podcast room. Everyone's sitting in there. DJ's in there. Everybody, you know, Andy, Sal, us three. And the show gets going on. And I just wanted to thank him. Like, the show starts, man. All I could think about was, I need to thank this dude, man. Because he, he did, yeah, he did such an awesome an job. Awesome job. Yeah. And I start off, and I'm like, I, you guys could probably describe yeah. it better because I, I went dark so, there. Yeah, so, so he turns, and, and a very genuine, and we were thanking Andy and Sal for having us there. And, and they went over the top and, like, did research on our families yeah. and give us – so Darren, like, this really, like, heartfelt thank you. And he turns, he turns to DJ, and he's like, not only <laughs> does he call him Big Reg, but it goes a little something like this. Man, and I just got to thank you, and I want to make sure I get your name right, Reg. <laughs> So he called it out that he wanted to make sure he got his name right. And, and got it, it completely wrong. wrong. And you two son of a bitches threw me right under the bus, too. I mean, there was no saving me. It was just like drown. But the, the greatest part about that was that that was probably the funniest thing in the entire podcast. But it made the pod, yeah. podcast. And so following up, like we had a great time and he laughed it off. He's a good sport. And he actually went back and changed his Instagram handle to oh, DJ, got, yeah, aka Big Reggie. But he got me in the end. At the end of the show, he ended oh, up yeah. getting me in the end. I'll let you guys listen to the show. You guys just yeah. can take a yeah, listen. Yeah, go, it. yeah, go listen to that episode. It's uh, you know, it's it, it's great. We we cover you know an array of topics, and uh, it was so much fun talking to them and, yeah. and the experience that Andy's got and the leadership and and organization that that Sal has really helped create as yeah. a president of first form was incredible but go listen to that real af um and it's what one man can do all men can do, do right uh, yeah. is the name of the show yeah. and darren woodson and crew and so go listen to that it's a really good episode and but let's go back we had andy frisella on our episode uh, on our podcast yeah. a few months back it was mm-hmm. it was middle of covid i think it was wasn't it? like last fall wasn't it Oh, no, it was probably summertime. Yeah, okay, so yeah, so summertime. Yeah. And we, we walked through his journey of you know high school football, and then mm-hmm. he and his buddy opened up a supplement store at like 19, yeah. 20 and, years and if old. You, if you haven't heard the, the, that show, you had to go back and listen to that yeah. show. It, it was probably one of our best shows that we yeah, had. Yeah, just to appreciate yeah. the amount of work that he put in, yeah. the adversity that he overcame, just the resilience. Right, and that resilience manifested itself into what first form is today, because he talks about the the attention to detail, the attention to every single customer, mm-hmm. and the importance that it is, and why that is. But then also, and again, we'll dig into all these topics. But 
why he went through those things. There's so many times in our life that we don't understand why we're going through the hard times. Right. We don't understand why the, it, the brakes are going for everyone else and it's not going for me and this is just too hard and I just, I'm just unlucky and it's just not, I'm just not meant to be successful mm-hmm. because times are hard. But right. you hear a story like that. You hear that, no, like I'm being prepared for something. Right. For me, God is preparing me to do something through those hard times. And you have to really look at those, especially when you're in it. If you can recognize it, if you could recognize and say, I'm going through these hard times, good. Right. Because I'm getting better. Yeah. Like have that be energy bringing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's Andy's story is exactly that. I mean, 10 years making 600 bucks a month. Yeah. For 10, For years. 10 years. Yeah. 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 I don't know. And I mean this with all due respect, of course. I don't know what moron would go through 10 years <laughs> of six. And he, and he says it himself. He's like, I may not be very smart, but I don't quit. Right. Yeah. And so that's what he applied for 10 years before. But I want to ask really you this off. question because you were the one who drug up, you know, Andy Priscilla. Because, you know, honestly, I didn't know who Andy Priscilla was. And Ben kept on telling me, hey, we need to get this guy on the podcast. You know, I got this. What, what made you? What was the reason why you wanted to reach out? Yeah, uh, not to make too long of a story out of it, but I started listening to podcasts in general probably 2016, 17, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. And at the time, Andy had a very successful podcast called MF CEO Project. And it was basically a business podcast just for young entrepreneurs. And I don't remember, I honestly don't remember how I started listening to it or why, but I found it at one point. And you guys know I have a garage, home, mm-hmm. home gym. And so every morning when I'm working out, I put on MF CEO. I just loved his style. I loved his message. It aligned really well with a lot of my values that I try to carry and have. Uh, but it also taught me a lot just about how to conduct your, I was new to the business world. I was new to, you know, this was post football. And so it, it was almost like he was a mentor of mine without ever even knowing it. Right. And so, and then obviously his story was unbelievable. I'd never heard anything like that before. Right. 10 years, 600 bucks. That just doesn't even make sense why you would keep doing that. So all that, you put that all in a pot and then just realize just, what all he went through to get to where he is today. Right. And, you know, going back to the being up there, you know, all of us, we spend every day in a warehouse. Like, we, we, we're in warehouses all the time. Right. And so, from the outside, like, it's nothing crazy. I mean, it's, it's just looks like a typical yeah, industrial new, building. Yeah, new yeah. industrial warehouse. But you walk in, man, and that first thing you see, that, that, uh, what's the lobby? The Porsche. I guess. The, the Porsche. Yeah, the, yeah, the welcome. They've got a Porsche yeah. <laughs> sitting there to yeah. the right, and just the build out. Not to get too jargony, but the build out was just unreal. Yeah, but you know, it wasn't that. It, what got me initially was walking in, and we're check. We're in the check in, and the attention to detail. Like they knew who we were mm-hmm. when we showed up. Like they, you always say, you know, know who you're talking to, know your customers, know, you know. Uh, know your employees or whatnot but we walk in and i'm looking through this glass door and it's like a conference room conference room and i see this picture of my my, me and my wife it's our wedding picture and they got this loop running of all of us our, our wives our families 
And there's just picture after picture. And it, that's what got me the first time. Because mm-hmm. I was like, man, how they, first of all, how the hell do they get these pictures? Secondly, they knew how exactly the buttons to push mm-hmm. when we walked in. So oh, that, they've, they've thought of everything. Well, mm-hmm. and so, so let's marinate there. And, and we can bring up some more examples through this tour and through the whole experience out there. But one of the things that, that I am learning uh, in the commercial real estate space and, and working with companies is if you can make your prospective client or your client feel like the most important person yeah. in the world, then there's the secret sauce, mm-hmm. right? Because that they're going to want that feeling. We all love talking about ourselves. That's why we started a podcast, right? right? We love talking about ourselves. That's it. <laughs> like, we don't really care about making anybody better. We just want to talk about ourselves. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Totally. But, but if you have the ability to do that and immediately he accomplished that mm-hmm. because it was a picture of, it was, and it's weird. Like I, I joked about it on the show. It was kind of creepy because they pulled my favorite pictures, like right. the twins fishing, my son in a cowboy hat, my, mm. my daughter in pigtails. Like that's literally my favorite picture. And they pulled that one somehow. It right. really, it was scary. And it wasn't on mine. Yeah. It wasn't on, on my Instagram. It was on my wife's who's is, who's is private. Mm. And so it's like, they really went deep into it but this the feeling that i got was like dang like there's so many times and and it doesn't matter and and darren you've been at the highs of the highs but so many times us as individuals we just feel insignificant yeah whether you're you know uh, dak prescott signing signing a you know 400 million dollar deal yeah or you're you know or you're Anybody else. It doesn't matter. There's times that we just feel insignificant. And if you can give that feeling to a customer, mm-hmm. that is something that, that can't be replicated. And, it's, and that creates immediate loyalty. I think about it, right? And like I, I was a supplement guy for a long time. And I may, may use other supplement companies through the rest of my life. And I, and, and I like other supplement companies. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I'm going to be an advocate for oh, them yeah. my entire life. Yeah. Just by... By yeah. that yeah, experience, they got us hooked. Yeah. Well, and, and we we're talking about the first ten feet of our tour. Yeah. Yeah. That they already yeah. hit us with this. You hear about customer, you know, loyalty and like, you know, doing the right thing and all that. But they they nailed it on a level I've never that's seen right. before. I've never seen anything like that's that. right. Mm. So that's when you first walk in. Mm. The second thing you notice is just how clean everything is. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just you could eat off the floor. You know, hear that expression? You could you could eat off the floors in there. And so, again, we've walked into warehouses all the time, but the, the office was just immaculate. I mean, just unbelievable how clean everything was. Mm-hmm. So you talk know, about it's clean and talk about why it's clean. Well, I was going to say that then you walk in the bathrooms, and I've been, I've been oh, he's chomping at the bed. Oh, my hey, God. I bet hey, you had. Hey, I got, I got it teed up, so get ready. You got it? No, I got yeah, it I'm up, sure you got a wait. Hey, please, please go. No, go ahead. Please go. There's no rebuttal here. It's the truth. I don't know how many times we've brought this up. More than people care to to, to hear. Yeah, everybody always talks about it. But the paper towel yeah. argument. I'm a big advocate. You, yes. you pick up paper towels in the, in uh-huh. the, in the bathroom. That's, and you guys are not. And no, we appreciate that about you. <laughs> we appreciate that. Yeah. You know what else I appreciate is let's talk about St. Louis when we got into the airport. Mm. Let's talk about when we went to the bathroom. Now, now. Airports are off limits. <laughs> You just changed, huh? That, there, I, I, I will say that's nine hey, two, times, two hey, for two on hey, trips. Two for two. Hey, it always happens both in the airport. airports. Yeah. Both airports. I'd say nine times out of ten I do it. Airport is that one okay, time. Okay, so you're telling me. You're anyway, telling me let's get stadiums. Made. Stadiums are in play, but airports 
or not? Uh, I haven't been to a stadium in a while, so we'll, okay. we'll, to be determined. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but, but anyway, get back to it. So, yeah. so we go to the bathroom, and again, they had told us, hey, we don't have a, we don't have a cleaning crew here. Right. It's up to you to keep the bathroom clean. And so I thought, oh, yeah, the bathroom's going to be clean. No, I'm talking there were no water stains anywhere. Right. There were no piss stains anywhere. Yeah. There was no toilet paper. There was no paper towel. It was like somebody comes in every five minutes and cleans mm. this thing up. Right. So I'm sitting there washing my hands. You don't and literally, I'm grabbing paper towels, <laughs> wiping everything. Yeah. I probably wasted tons of trees <laughs> wiping everything down because I didn't want to leave the bathroom. Yeah. And it kept you on your toes, yeah, though, exactly. right? But and we're going to get to that in a minute. Of right. The point is they have a standard. Yeah. Uh-huh. And everybody understands that standard. Right. And if you don't, guess what? You're out of here. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what we saw that, that held you to a standard. You saw that part of it, right? The cleanliness and the fact that... Well, and just how everybody greeted you with a smile it, and a hello. See, that's what got... To, yeah. to me, it was not only the cleanliness, but it was the fact that people looked you in the eyes. Mm-hmm. And I made mention on the show, like, I don't know if I've ever been in a location where everyone's in shape. Like, there were Neanderthals walking around in that building, man. Yeah. I mean, the dudes in that building were just like 6'3", mm-hmm. 6'5", you know, in great shape. And even the smaller guys, everyone was in great shape. Guys, girls, everyone. And they carried themselves like professionals. Like, if you are a business owner, I don't care what you're doing. If you're a business owner, you need to go. Yes. Find a way yes. into that Find a, <laughs> Call Sal. <laughs> Sal, I'm throwing your number out there. I'm about to put your number out. <laughs> Call Sal. Find a way to get into that building because their culture speaks to exactly who they are as a company. Mm-hmm. Like, I, they got me as a, as far as first form and, and their supplements. They do it the right. Everything they do is the right way. So I know they're not cutting corners. They're not cutting corners with what they're uh, they're selling or pushing out there as far as products are concerned. They got me because I walked in that door and I saw how they acted, mm-hmm. how they reacted to things, and, and, and the discipline. It's like the discipline that you need for your company. I, I have two companies. I want both those companies to go out there and see. Well, we and saw. you know why, right? And, and they said it on the show, but the reason why is within their culture, they've created ownership. In Mm -hmm. every single employee. Some of them had been there two weeks. Some of them had been there 20 years and everything in between. But they created ownership. So our facilities are going to be perfect because it's important to me. Mm -hmm. It's not because I have to do it. Yes, I have to do it. But guess what? Being a part of this team is more important to me than not lining my weight up right or not wiping down the bathroom sink or not having the warehouse floor be completely perfect. It's because the leadership team, the executive team has created a sense of ownership in every single person in the building. That comes to fitness. Mm-hmm. I mean, right? I represent a brand and I'm a part of a brand and I'm going to represent it. Everything that I do in my, in my day and in my life is going to represent that. And so business owners out there, whether you're just starting a small company or you've got a larger company or anybody in a leadership position, if you can empower your team to feel like they have an ownership in it, and that, and that comes with a lot of conversations. Absolutely. That comes with a lot of like leaders getting side by side with their team and making them feel like, hey, I've got you. I've got your back. There's a lot of elements that like obviously we can't cover in one show. But if you can create a culture that enables your employees, and I say employees, yeah. 
to have ownership stake in the company, not not equity position, right? Ownership, ownership. right? Yeah. They own the brand and they own the product that people look. Sell. Here's my problem: I can't get my my son to clean his damn room. Like I'm serious. I looked at this, and now how many employees? Or we're walking around 220 yeah. something now. Yeah. And, and they're all on the same page. I can't get one child to pick up after himself. <laughs> right. Like that's to me, that was like, like, and I don't trying to get the mindset to teach someone how to do this because it's, that doesn't, that's not easy. That's not overnight, man. Yeah. That's a process yeah. Yeah. Well, that it, they, they yeah. went through. And we're going to talk about that here in a minute about, Anybody in the organization can set the standard. It's yeah. not just up to leadership. It's up to everybody. But I think part of the magic, you know, talk about 220-something employees, and, and I may be misstating, but it, a, a significant percentage, I think 30% of their employees are former and current customers. Yes. I mean, they're all, they're all use the products, yeah. but meaning that's they, how they, were, found they were, that's how they found them. They were customers first. Mm-hmm. They loved it so much, they decided to go and be employed. So that's part of the buy-in right, right. there. And this, these are people that are picking up their lives to move to St. Louis. Right. Yeah. And look, like, I'm not going to be negative about anything. But, you are. Here but, you go. You're but, about to, no, you're I'm going to leave it at this. I'm going to leave it at this. Don't do it, Tom. Is, hey, I'm going to leave it at this. we got a lot of fans in St. Louis. Watch out what <laughs> yeah, you say. No, no. Is that that is, that is that is a testament for someone to pick up their lives, mm-hmm. move to St. Louis to say, hey, I'm going to pursue a career with First Form because it's that important. I, I was sitting there thinking, like, all right, can I – can I legitimately move to St. Can I move my family to St. Louis to be a part of this? <laughs> what, was, what was the actual conversation you had? The, the thoughts what in my head the were like, what is salary that someone has to yeah, pay me? How do I get here? <laughs> no, but, but I think there's so much gold in, that, in that, part, that aspect of it that former customers are turning into yeah. employees because that's probably, Darren, you correct me if I'm wrong, as a business owner, the hardest thing is, is employee retention. Yes. And that's the most expensive thing. Yeah, and if you're converting people from who already believe in the brand and love it, and it's transformed, and it's not an overstatement to say it's transformed their lives, mm-hmm. you don't have to get much buy-in once you let them in the door. Yeah, they're already yeah. bought in. Yeah, they're bought in, but there's still you know a cadence that you have to apply. Mm-hmm. There's still yeah. a, a learning curve that uh, you you know you have to do and, and, and teach your employees. But at the same time, I look when I looked at who they were, I looked at the Cowboys as well. Like I could. Honestly, watch how the Jones family has taken on a brand and elevated that brand because they've had so many people buy into it. And Tyler, you and I, we've been around that, been around the Cowboys organization for for years. I mean, 20 some years. There were people that are still working for the Cowboys organization before I even got here 30, 40 years ago and and aren't making a whole lot of money. No. Jerry doesn't overpay. Doesn't overpay. They just they bought into it. Yeah, and that's a that's hard to do, man. It really is. And, and there's like there's something special about you know the Cowboys brand, of course. But I haven't seen that outside of there. I, close to it was I went and did a and I told you guys this. I went and spoke at uh, a deal for Tito's mm-hmm. a couple years ago, and sort of the same feel i wasn't at their location i was at uh, a hotel and i did a speaking engagement there but when they showed up their culture was strong they looked you and i everybody was in shape they you know very confident 
And that's the same feel I had when I walk, walked in the first form. I, that was that 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 situation just blew me away. Yeah. yeah. So, so you go through the warehouse, mm-hmm. and again, floors. We we were in warehouses. The floors are never that clean. No. I mean, this this floor was spotless. And then you walk into the weight room, <laughs> and this weight room was bigger than any oh, yeah. you know it, weight room you've seen. It had a it, full basketball. It was court nicer than room. any NFL weight room. Oh, by far, I've ever been in by far. But the but the carryover and why I bring that up, every weight had the logo. Yeah. Every weight plate had the first form logo. And they have a rule that every single logo has to line up north and south perfectly. Mm. If you leave it slightly off, you get a thirty day suspension. If you do it again, you're terminated. Mm. So they have a clear set of rules of hey, this is how you do it. And there is no deviation. There is right. no, you know, you're out of here if you don't. If is you don't it easy follow. to say? Is it is it easy to say that that working at first form is not for everyone? No, no chance. <laughs> it's, it's no chance, there's right? No ch- yeah, there's no you way. You have to be a certain individual to. Yeah, and, to you, work and there. what is that? What kind of individual do you think that is? Somebody that picks up paper towels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you for sell sure. yourself, Ben. <laughs> Sal, Andy, I am for sale. <laughs> But I, but I think it's I think it's someone that is that is self motivated, but also that's I think it's just they're empowered, yeah. right? They feel important. They feel a part of a family. They feel like there's a purpose bigger than themselves. It's more than just the hourly wage that they get and they take home, or it's more than the salary that they're on. It's right. they're creating and building something that is going going to impact people. Yeah. And every product, every company, that's you have that opportunity. You know whether you create the little piss pads in right. in the toilets or you create some sort of technology. You have the ability to impact people in a certain way and it's how you do it. And you talked about Tito's and, you, and what's similar to first form is that you could tell people just love being there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Like yeah. create a culture that people love to be there. I mean, they were talking about mm-hmm. we had to shut yeah. it down the gym at 11 o'clock because people would be here till yeah. 2 a.m. Yeah, what other company you know people want to hang out till two a.m. I I mean whether they're working whatever, but like that's a culture that you look at and it's like okay, it can be done. Yeah, right. and that's what and, and and another thing that we talked about on the show was celebrating other people's victories. Right, yeah. very easily we could have walked through that place and be like, man, it must be nice, man. He's, yeah. Millionaires, or they got a supplement company, whatever. Fell into this, whatever. Like, just fell into this joint. Like, yeah. we sh- I wish I had a place yeah. like this. Whatever. Like, these guys. I mean, they're they're probably slinging drugs on the side. Right. You know, <laughs> like very easily, very easily could have said something like that. Yeah. But like, I think the three of us are on the same page, and it's like, okay, yeah, it can be done. Yeah. yeah. Like, how oh, do I we was... do it? How do we soak up knowledge to create? A brand like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, a week and a half later, my feet have barely just now touched the ground. Like yeah. it, it was inspiring yeah. walking yeah. through that place. And then we get to the special bathroom. <laughs> and I don't remember if y'all, I don't know if what y'all's thoughts were, because this was the last part of the, the tour. And he said, hey, I want to show you guys this bathroom. And I don't know what y'all thought, y'all's first thought was. My first thought was, he wants to show us a bathroom. That's weird. Mm-hmm. And we walk in there. And what do we see? The locker room. With all our stuff, yeah. Yeah. They built out, basically, it was like, a, it was like a, a small college locker room, like the nicest lockers. But we look up, and what do we see? 
three lockers with our last name on it, and they are full not only of supplements, but of stuff that we each three specific specifically mm-hmm. enjoy. Right. There was a Brazil jersey hanging in mine. There was a duck call hanging in Tyler's. They had, just like they had done at the very beginning, mm-hmm. research pictures, they had gone back through, I guess, through our Instagram. I don't know how they found out this information. Crazy. They, like, they had my uh, favorite ice cream sitting in my locker. It was, and, and <laughs> again, we talked about, this, I'm not a super emotional guy, but literally seeing that, like, yeah. got me emotional. Yeah, yeah. Because it showed how much they cared about each end. Like, I get it if they did something like that for you, Darren. Right. I'm no, I'm, there's no reason to do anything like that for me. It's the reason to and do yet that for they any did of us. That. Yeah. yeah, they did. And it was just, it was unreal. And, and back to the point, how you make somebody feel is going to last a whole lot longer than what you can do for somebody. Yeah. So yeah. Is, it, is it how you make someone, uh, honestly, let's dig into this, because is it how, we, how you make someone else feel or how you make yourself feel that allows you to make someone else feel that way? You know, like there, there's got to be a point. Like, yeah. there's no way if Sal and and Andy didn't, you know, were just slobs and they just didn't give a damn or didn't respect people. That's not what we're not going to see. That no, we're not going to see that come to fruition. So, you know, I know we always start with well, we talk about how things look and you know how people react, but it starts up top, man. It it starts with the people who put it in place. So. There's got to be a certain discipline for the individual mm-hmm. that, that holds – you have to hold yourself to a certain standard, one, and then you can teach from that platform. But if you're not – if you can't hold yourself to that standard, you're going to – you know, your workplace, your culture is going to be sloppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's because, because they've both been through the fire. Yeah. Right. Andy, obviously his story, we told his story, go back and listen to it. Sal playing minor league ball for years and years. We're going to have him on and taking, taking a huge risk, leaving a good corporate job to go this small supplement company. And they've been through it so they can show empathy, right? They can show empathy for other people and they can say, okay, like I want to make someone feel this because I've gone through it. Right. And I want to I want to lift someone up. I want to help someone get to where they want to go. Right. And everything that they do, because because you're right, they have to feel good enough about themselves. They can say, no, 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 no. Instead of like you know calling this company or or trying to get new business here, or create this. It's like no, let's one take care of our people. Right. But then two, let's take care of our customers. And that's right? also you know what else it is, man. I, I, and I'll say this: it's like certain like. It's what you will accept and what you will not accept as well. Yeah, that's right. And you and the standard starts with that. Like if so, if you're gonna bring someone in and you're like, ah, well, he's got a little attitude, we can work with him, maybe. If he's on the fence, you're just not gonna bring him in. It's like there's I don't give a damn if he's a superstar or she's a superstar. If she's not gonna fit into your mold and who you are, then you gotta get rid of him. It's it's almost like the Belichick way of of running an organization. Yeah. If you want the best and if you want to be elite, then there's certain things you're going to have to say, I don't give a damn what kind of star that, that just walked in the door, what kind of person they are, how many sales they have. For, if they don't fit the culture, yep. then they don't fit the team. Mm-hmm. And that's where it starts, man. So I, I'm a firm believer. Like I left that place, and I know I looked at you a couple of times like, man, my wheels were turning. 
My wheels are turning about this podcast. My my wheels are turned about business altogether to think, don't accept the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Don't accept it. Well, it's like parenting. Yeah. It's hard to hold your kids to a standard on a consistent basis. When you say, okay, I want to raise my children this way. I want to teach them these lessons. I need to hold them accountable and discipline them this time. It's really freaking yeah. hard at four o'clock in the afternoon for a mom after she's been with them all day and she's getting ready to make dinner and they're whining and crying and not listening. It's really hard to be, it's really easy to say, okay, just throw on Netflix right. or throw on YouTube and just mm-hmm. watch it. Just get out, get, get out of the way. As a, as, as a, as a father, it's really hard if, if you agree with spanking, which I do. And I think mm-hmm. that physical discipline is a part of it in a loving way, but it's really hard when you're on spank number three, or four with your son, and he continues to be disrespectful, yeah. it's really hard to spank him that you next time. You ain't really putting it on his ass. That's the problem, Ty. Yeah, dude, you like, gotta, Ty, you got to you you lean on him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you put that full back on him. <laughs> Where's that belt, boy? Hey, I just, I just haven't found a spoon strong enough, fellas. <laughs> Keep going through them things. But, but it's hard. It's really hard. And, and it's so, especially in our generation yeah. as parents, and- and even maybe one before, we've laxed. We've relaxed on it. Yes. Right? And we've just been like, ah, it's just easier. Either I'll have a nanny or I'll have yep. the TV all, or I'll have man. the computer do my job, take the time that I should be investing into them. But here's the deal. The ones that stay consistent with it, the ones that pour in and go yeah. through those hard times, guess what? It does get easier. As opposed to getting harder when you have it easier on the front end. It's the same thing with the company. If you set a standard and you're convicted enough to hold your team accountable and by holding people accountable, that means getting rid of the bad apples. That means get get rid of the cancer when it's time. But you know what it is also, man, is like in business, a lot of people always, there's there's times even in football or in business, you may have. 10 people that are working for you. Nine of those 10 people are going to do it the right way. But then there's that one. There's that one who sucks up your damn time because you all, like you said, not only do I have to tap you on the hand once, but I got to call you in the office and I got to call you in the office and it's over and over again. You know how much time is wasted on one person when you have nine others. Mm -hmm. That's an energy suck. But what's the fear Right. Again, the easy route is I'm just going to deal with with it. it. Yes. As opposed to I've got to replace him or I got to put his work on someone else, put the burden on them. And it's really hard to find good labor Mm -hmm. right now. But you know what? That that temporary pain that you're going to have to go through is going to provide like a ton of longevity of success. Yeah. Because, again, you're convicted about it, and there is a standard, and if you do not fit the standard, you do not belong here. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's hard for our culture to hear these mm-hmm. days because we all feel like we belong there. Right. And, it's, and it's my right to be here, and you can't tell me to leave. I mean, think yeah. about all the lawsuits, wrongful termination, this, that, he wasn't justified, all these things, right? And it's hard for employers because mm-hmm. employers, I get it, it's scary. It's like... I'm putting my business at risk if I let someone go because really they're just not a fit for our culture. They can come back and and they they have recourse against me. Mm -hmm. And that's that's unfortunate. But 
I'll tell you, seeing it in person at first form, I mean, what did he say? I'm nuking people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nuking <laughs> That's people. The first thing he said there, when he walked And Andy, if you haven't listened to Real AF or MFCEO, it's very colorful language. Uh, I mean, I know Darren here is our is our <laughs> resident <customer>. is our <laughs> potty mouth, <laughs> but but oh, I mean man. he has a great point and he has a standard and if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. With kids, back to the parenting analogy, kids crave discipline. Yeah, they do. Yeah, That's true. If you if you are consistent with it, because here's the deal: is they all love. I mean, Andy and Sal, although they're not much older than me. They love them like, like dads. Yeah. They're that father figure to them. And kids, when you can be consistent and you feel like, okay, there's a reason that I'm doing this. I, I am going to be better because of this. It's really hard for kids to see. But guess what? On the other side, they appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And now you have created someone that can go be successful on their own. Yeah. We, you know, we need to do a podcast on kids because there's, there's oh, we will. Yeah, that we need to do an episode because yeah. there's a lot to that. Like, there's a lot of beat on oh, yeah. that bone because oh, half yeah. the time we're just too damn lazy. Yeah. We're just too lazy. We don't right. we don't want to get up and and, yeah. and, and tear their asses up yeah. sometimes. You know, it's just yeah. that's the reality. I, you know, going back to, to Andy, I think, you know, the, the conversation is, you know, his episode or his show with real as real AF. No, real Andy Frisella. No. Wolves. <laughs> Dude, he is as real. <laughs> he and Sal yeah. are as real as they get, yep. man. There is they ain't holding back. The language is what it is because that's who they are. The language doesn't stop, mm. like outside of the podcast. Mm. You think that that's a script or he's, you know, this is a character. That is not. That is him. Yeah, yeah. and that's what makes that that group so special yeah. because they're just who they are. They're yeah, original. Right. Something I want to apply to most of our listeners probably aren't business leaders. I would say for the most part. Mm-hmm. So how could this apply to you? Let's, let's bring it back to that. Yeah. You talked about something earlier, nine out of your 10 employees. What First Form does and what you hope as a company you do is th- those nine are going to bring up that 10th. Right, yeah. It's not just up to the business leader to bring up that 10th. It's up to those other nine too. And that's what I want people to hear from this. Is it doesn't matter where you are in a company. You could be the warehouse guy that sweeps the floor. Mm-hmm. You have the opportunity to set a standard. I'm going to sweep this floor the best possible way that I can. Maybe you're packing boxes at a company. I'm going to pack these boxes the best, perfect way every single time. It's not up to Andy to come tell me how to do this. It's up to me to set the standard. And you know what's going to happen is if I'm setting setting that standard, I'm I'm packing the boxes perfectly, my teammate Tyler is going to see that. He's going to start holding himself to a higher standard. And then uh, Darren's going to do the same thing. Right? So it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, don't leave it up to the boss to be setting this standard. That's, they have to do that. That's Andy walks the walk for sure. Mm-hmm. But for most of us, and myself included, I'm not a business leader. It's up to me to set a standard. That's right. right. I yeah. can't wait for you to hold my hand, Aaron. Mm-hmm. I've got to come and show up every single day and set the standard yeah. myself. Yeah. True. Because guess what? Other people around me are going to feed off of that. That's right. People below me are going to feed off of that. People yeah. above me. Are, so don't wait on somebody else to set a standard for it's you. The Tom you Brady. set the it's standard. It's the Tom Brady effect. Yeah. Shows up every day, lunch pail in hand, works his ass off, and, and the shit rolls down here. Yeah. Like they see it. And, and here's the thing, and they said it. Our goal is to get them to police themselves. So we and don't do. have to go in. And that's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. You don't have to if you're all, if you're part of the nine and there's a tenth that's not not pulling his weight. Guess what? 
We can go in and we can have a conversation. We can police ourselves. Hey, remind, I'm going to remind you what the standard is that we all take ownership in and we are going to go yeah. actually work on this together. And look, there's times that people are just not right for that. That's right. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make you a bad person. That doesn't make you less of a person. It's okay. But you know what? Like, If you are a part of the team, if you believe in the mission that you're on, that is that you can police yourselves. And that's the goal. As a leader, I don't, we don't have the ability to say, okay, what does Jocko say? How many people can they actually manage at a time? Can one human? Two. Well, no five, more than five. six. six. Yeah. No we more than close. six. I was five, I mean, you two, were two. Six. Usually we I thought for sure. I, was, I thought tomorrow. I was setting you up right there. I thought that was, I just lobbed that one in for <laughs> no, you. No. But you cannot manage more than six people. And how the Navy SEALs are structured, right, is there's tiers. And people take care of their six people because a CEO of a 2,000-person company cannot manage the 2,000th mm. person, right? And so take the ownership within, and you don't have to be in a leadership position. You could be, like you said, in the lowest position, and you can set the standard and hold everyone else accountable yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, think about back to, back to the bathroom example. I'm sitting there scrubbing things down. I'm not even an employee at the company, mm -hmm. but there's such a strong standard set. I don't want to be the guy that screws it up. Mm -hmm. I don't want to walk out of there in the bathroom and be dirty. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're finding yourself in a position where, man, I'm just flipping burgers. It's not that big of a deal. Like uh -huh. I'm, just, I'm a burger flipper. Yeah. Well, you be the best damn burger flipper right, at no. McDonald's. And then maybe next week, they, Andy talks about it, maybe next week they'll graduate to the fries. <laughs> right. And then you be the best fry cook yeah. in the damn company. Yeah. And you just keep setting yourself up if you yeah. set the standard yourself. Don't, like I said, don't have somebody hold your hand yeah. throughout the process. Yeah. And that's what they've done and was so impressive to me was every single person. Now, again, I'm sure they've had to fire people along the yeah, way. Absolutely. There's no way they're going to... There's cameras throughout. There's cameras throughout yeah. that. Because yeah. there's, yeah. there's not a good employee tree. They just go pluck the best yeah. employees. Yeah. Like they, they have to vet those out. Yeah. Yeah. But the point is, the majority of the people there really want to be their number one, and number two, they're taking ownership of themselves. Okay, so let's, let's go back here. because I, I, What was the most impressive thing you saw uh, at First Form and on our trip? think the level of customer awareness that they have they literally have teams that just write handwritten notes <laughs> that's what i was gonna that's say, what I was gonna say. Yep. we all <laughs> same thing like the ability elaborate on that if people aren't yeah. aware yeah so they literally have a team and by the way we're talking they do thirty thousand orders a day a day thirty thousand units are shipped out of that warehouse a day continue so they're every single order has a handwritten yeah. thank you card and we're not talking general like appreciate standard yeah, yeah note it's a if three, you've ever ordered from first three, form, four it's a sentences. personalized note that's right that's exactly right and so they have people there but also too that you know customer service typically they put out fires right mm -hmm. what what was really interesting i don't know if you guys caught oh, this yeah, yeah. is they have offensive and defensive customer service their defensive customer service is much smaller there was only one row yeah. of cubicles mm -hmm. and those are taking i forgot about that's a inbound great inbound issues yeah. that they have on the other side twice as many people is offensive yeah. hey i want to check in with you i want to see how your order was are you satisfied is there anything else that we can get you hey we also have this app that's a free resource for you i mean they're offensive like think about if you get a call at the old school right mm -hmm. it's dinner time you get you get a, a call hi i'm with so-and-so um i'm not selling anything i just want to make sure you bought something from us previously you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. 
And they're actually taking care of issues before that, before it happens, before they go give a bad review, right? The, the Yelp review or, or whatever, right? You're proactive about it. So they're more concerned instead of like fixing problems is making sure that everything is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Focus on the positive as opposed to the negative. You know, that the handwritten notes were, in my mind, just blew me away. And it's something that, like, how many guests have we had on this show? A lot. Yeah. We're going to look, they're doing 30,000 mm-hmm. letters. Mm-hmm. We got, that's yeah, changed. That's going to, we can't write a <laughs> we damn can write letter. One. Yeah, we can't. You know, but that's, in my mind, that's where I'm going. I mean, that's right. Like, it affected me that much yeah. to say, okay, we need to be, we need to personalize this in all my businesses you're getting a handwritten note okay secondly was when covid hit everything shut down and every they were scared they even admitted they were like we don't what the hell was gonna happen with covid right but they didn't sit on their damn hands they didn't play defense they played offense what did they do? They went out and they got all, all the, the rooms virtually ready, right? All the Zoom cameras. They, you know what I mean? They did research to understand, like, we're going to stay in front of this. We're not going to batten down the, the, the hatches and shelter ourselves. They played offense. Mm-hmm. And when you're moving forward, that's always a positive. Don't step back. Yeah, yeah you guys stole two of the ones, so I'll pick a different one. To me, the attention to detail, yeah, we talked about the cleanliness, but the attention to detail from the standpoint of, if you notice, they had that big American flag in the warehouse, yeah, yeah. and they also have a big American flag in their weight room. Right. And they said that the square footage of those two flags is the exact same size as their first store they ever opened. Yeah. yeah. So that's one detail. The other detail, they said if you would take, if you were to go up 5,000 feet high in a helicopter and look down on their warehouse... Their racking was oh, in the shape like of the American flag. Yeah. So it's little details like that. And then we talked about the weight room lining up. So that's what stuck out to me was just they thought of every, they've thought of everything. Yeah. There's yeah. not one aspect of, of the business that they haven't touched or thought about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was impressive. Very impressive. I know. I agree that the, the racking yeah. was really cool. The flags were awesome. One of the things, though, that I would say that I just I look at uh, – specifically with the Frisellas. I, I don't know Chris, the, their other partner mm-hmm. as well. Uh, great guy. We got to meet him too. Yeah. But what I love about them is that they understand that conflict is okay. Right. Yeah. Disagreeing, disagreeing is okay. His dad walked in. Yeah. And it was like, you, are, you knew that where was, it came from. That was, right? a, that was an HR nightmare. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's okay, right? I mean – they they talk about the disagreements between Sal and Andy, who are yeah. brothers, right? Yeah, yeah, brothers fights. fight, right? Yeah, yeah. literal fight, fist fights, yeah, literally. <laughs> but the fact is, is he doesn't shy away from the adversity. He doesn't shy away yeah. from the conflict because he's more more concerned with being honest and transparent. Because you can never go wrong being honest. Yeah. When and and I struggle with this, right? Because I want to please people. I want to make sure that everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. So I'll shy away from conflict so that I don't upset somebody. Mm-hmm. To me, they're like, no, we're just going to hit it on the head. 
either it's going to work or it doesn't. But guess what? We're not dragging this thing out anymore. And that's yeah. the Italian. Yeah. I, my, yeah. I, my wife has the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, look, we're going to address this now. This isn't going to linger on. We're going to talk about it. We're going to fight about it. And then we're going to love each other on the other side of it right. and move on. You can love each other through it. That's right. That that's is right. love, man. And they get that. And, yeah. and, I, and I really do respect them for it. But that. it comes back to that flag. Where, were the, where was that flag at that, that was in the Civil, Civil War? That was flag. in Andy's office. That was in Andy's yeah. office, right? And, and I, man, to me, this is where it, it just all came in and I totally understood. That flag was a flag, flag that they, you know, said that they got that, that was in the Civil War. And on that flag, what was on that flag? Blood. blood. There was blood on that flag, man. You don't get to where you are unless you there's been some type of sweat, blood, tears on you. And that flag spoke to who firstborn was, man. I'm telling you, who if you're listening today, if you can do it, they they need, you know, big ridge. They need uh, to make some money off uh, these tours. <laughs> DJ DJ <laughs> needs to do the tours. Yeah. DJ just needs to set up yeah. his own business to do the tours of first form, like the Cowboys are doing yeah. at their facilities, man. Seriously. Because there's so much there, man. Yeah. There's so much, so many lessons to be learned. Um, well, we just a revisitation. We talked about our coworker Damien. He and I were talking about this, and he's like, "How can we get our entire company oh, up yeah. there?" Oh. So seriously, if you're a business owner, you need to find a way to either go up there or do your research on first one because mm -hmm. they are doing it the right way. As we wrap it up, question for you guys: What taking away from that trip? What are you going to apply either to your personal life or your business life or your family life, whatever, yeah. whatever you want to apply it to? Yeah. What are you going to apply? What lesson are you going to apply based on that trip? So I know mine for sure. Uh, we talked about it. I mean, we talked about all the level of detail, customer appreciation, all that. What I, I loved something that Andy said while we were there. He said, when you wake up knowing that it's going to be hard every day and it's going to be an all-out war every day, that's when you can start to make progress. Mm. When you accept that it's going to be hard always, that's when you can make progress because that's when you're not surprised by a bad day. It doesn't ruin you. You just keep pushing forward. If you're expecting it, think about it. Mm -hmm. If you're like, okay, hey, I got, I got to fill B gap because we, we got this game up front. I know I'm coming downhill. Mm -hmm. I may have to take a fullback on, but I know I'm taking a 220-pound running back on for right. sure. Right. I know it's coming. It, it's never bad. I mean, right. it's never good. But you know that it's coming, and guess what? You attack it full speed. Mm -hmm. That's when you win. Right. And, and I love that they said that because, to me, when, when you just realize that it's going to be hard and the pursuit never ends, you're never going to reach that end point, and you're just, hey, this is part of it. I'm just yeah. going to keep grinding, keep grinding, keep grinding. That's when you can actually start to enjoy the grind. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, D. You know, I, I think it was that, that conversation we had on the show in which, and we, you and I have had the same conversation, and you've always asked me, when does it end, man? I mean, when does it end? Like, you can you reach the pinnacle, and then after you reach the pinnacle, now, do you just lay it down and go play golf every day and, and whatnot? And in that during that show, he said something. I know it stuck with you because I've said it to you before, but evidently your friend's saying it doesn't really when, apply. When, but when, when my he daddy said it, speaks, I don't listen. Yeah, when he said it, and it's but it did stuck it stuck with me as well. And he basically said, This never ends. This is who I am. This is I will work. 
I will, well, he doesn't even call it work. I will do what I'm doing for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go get a golf club. I'm not going to go get this and just, you know, ride off in the sunset. This is who I am. Yeah. And that's, that speaks directly to how I feel about life. It's like, I don't care, man. It's just, it's, I'm built this way. I'm built this way. This is who I am. Secondly, I would say the, the ability to be disciplined, but also know what you want in life and, and not to bend. They don't, that group doesn't bend to everyone else. Mm. And I look in the workplace, there are times you, 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 you're, you're soft on people or you're soft on your kids. If you have a certain standard, don't bend. Mm-hmm. You do you. And that's the one thing I took away from first one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my was going to say what Tyler said and, and you echoed it a little bit about the work. Yeah. And this is another episode, but I think we put hard work, quote unquote, hard work on a pedestal. Yeah. Often. And Andy, I guarantee you, yeah, it's hard work, but he doesn't probably doesn't see it that no. way because he loves what he's doing. He's, doing, he's yeah. found something that he's just Sal as well. About. Yeah. Sal's same way. Yeah. So, yeah, it's hard work, but it doesn't feel like it. Again, we put it on a pedestal. So, uh, it's like a badge of honor. I just say I work yeah, hard. Like you know? the grind, yeah. the hard work. Like that. Yeah, but how many of us, when we say that, are actually there and really do appreciate, oh, yeah, I'm just grinding. I'm yeah. just grinding. Yeah. Right? You, we all say that. Oh, just super busy. You know, yeah. it's, it's a grind right now. Yeah. It's that season. We all say it. But how many of us actually are in that <laughs> position and we're like, this is part of it. We're mm-hmm. going to keep going. Just mm-hmm. keep pushing on. Yeah. Keep yeah. pushing forward. Yeah. None of us actually realize that. Right. We're MFing everybody because, like, <laughs> yeah. this is hard, man. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll take away the the details matter. Yeah. I was literally over the weekend, I found myself, if I would go put something away or clean up the house, I was like, yeah, I was lining everything up perfectly. It wasn't just like a thing where I'll just go throw it in the closet. Like I was literally putting things back where they belong. So the little details is what I'll take away because they pay attention to every little detail. And so that's what I'm going to take away. So, man, it was a fun trip. It was great. Glad we went up there. Thank you to Andy and Sal and Emily and Chris and DJ and the whole First Form team. Big Rich. Big Rich. (laughs) And something I want to say before we sign off here, that was also a little bit of a self-serving trip. It got us a bigger following. Mm. meaning we have a lot more listeners now Yeah, thanks to Andy. So yeah. if you're new to the show, thank you. Thank you for joining us, first of all. We always ask, uh, you know, if, if you find value, if you enjoy what we're doing here, to just share it with people. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, text to a couple of buddies, post it on social media. So follow us. We're, all on, we're on every social media. We're on Instagram at Darren Woodson Show. We're on YouTube, the Darren Woodson Show. We're on Twitter. Uh, hey Darren, which, which again, we, we never look at, but <laughs> <laughs> our awesome it's producer, <laughs> our awesome producer puts that up, uh, follow Darren personally, yeah. uh, Darren Woodson on every platform. Um, but we appreciate you guys, especially, you know, all you new listeners who, who just joined us recently. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for, for joining us. It was yeah. an awesome trip, man. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, it was. We're, uh, we're just getting, getting started getting, getting him down to Dallas. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Everyone. See you guys Friday. <laughs>